That's George. Yeah. Hey, it's Ramon. What? Hey, it's Ramon, Jerry. I'm coming up. Oh, oh okay. Well, what is he doing here? Who? Who is Ramon? He's the pool guy. What pool guy? Do me a favor. Just stick around while he's here. Yeah, no problem. Hey, Jerry. Hey. Are you a crazy guy? So, uh, Ramon, this is uh, my friend Elaine. Yeah, and, and I uh... was just leaving. <laughs> Goodbye, Jerry. So, uh, what are you doing around here, Ramon? Well, I was in the neighborhood. I figured I'd check you out. Uh, actually, I, I kind of had some things to do. Oh, yeah? Where, where, where are you going? Uh, just, you know, I don't know. Stuff I gotta do. Hey, that's cool. I'm, I'm up for some stuff. <laughs> All right. Get this. I get down there, and right away I see the drain is clogged. It's obvious. Can you believe that? All right, Ramon, I'm gonna get going. <laughs> Separate here, actually. What are you trying to say, Jerry? Look, Ramon, you're, you're a nice guy, but I, I actually only have three friends. I really can't handle anymore. Oh, I see. It's because I clean pools, right? right? Nothing to do with it. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to The Place to Be, a Seinfeld podcast. I'm your host, Adam. And I'm Eric. On today's episode, we welcome Carlos Jacot. Carlos has appeared in a number of films and TV shows, including Big Love, She Spies, Fun with Dick and Jane, Kicking and Screaming, Barbie, Being John Malkovich, and Curb Your Enthusiasm. But Seinfeld fans will always remember him for playing Ramon in the classic season seven episode, The Pool Guy. And we're so glad he can join us today. Thank you for being with us, Carlos. Yeah, well, you're welcome. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Oh, uh, well, the pleasure is all ours. I mean, you do such a great job in this episode and it's such an iconic character and we can't wait to talk to you about it so take us back to that time how did the role on seinfeld first come about and what was the audition like for it well i had uh it was the first thing i ever auditioned for in los angeles i came out i moved out i was living in chicago at the time and i came out to make a movie an independent movie called kicking and screaming which was uh, noah bombach's first movie and it had a pretty small audience, but it was enough for me to go, you know, get an agent and I was able to audition for things. And so I got a call from um, it was it was in the casting for Seinfeld. And I had to go in and pre-read for the assistant because they they had no idea who I was, but they were just looking for somebody. I guess they, there was an, an actor named Danny Hawk had, had, uh, who was a who's been in a bunch of movies. He's, he's a great as a performance artist, does all these characters. He's a very talented guy. He originally was cast to be Ramon in the episode. And um, I guess he kind of had a falling out with them. He didn't see, they didn't see eye to eye creatively of how the character should be. So they were either they replaced him or he left. Uh, I can't remember the situation, but so there were only, I think about three days left before they were going to, um, you know, actually get a, st a studio audience in there. So they were kind of pressed. So it was just like a rush to find anybody to fill the role. So I came in and I, I pre-read for the, uh, for the casting director's assistant and then ultimately they called me back to go audition for uh, Mark Kirschfeld at NBC. And then Jerry Seinfeld was in the audition. I don't remember if Larry David was. And um, it was really the first time I'd seen, at least in a professional setting, a celebrity of that kind of stature up close. And it took me a little time to make the do the translation, you know, from seeing him on my screen to seeing him sitting on a sofa, just sort of staring at me. Uh and so I did it. I, you know, I, I was word perfect. I'd remembered everything. It seemed to go really well, or, or maybe it was just better than, you know, they were being charitable because they had so little time to get somebody in that role. 
And it was just a whirlwind. Next thing I knew, they said, you got it. And I was in there the next day um, on the stage, you know, rehearsing for the week. So you touched on it a little bit with Danny Hawk, who was originally supposed to play Ramon. But just to give a little backstory for those who don't know, Danny was a comedian who had a one man show at the time where he played all different types of characters who had different accents. And so they wanted him to do a Latino accent for Ramon. But Danny didn't want to do that because he felt like the accent could be offensive to some people. So he ultimately decided not to go through with it. But um, I think it was David Mandel who mentioned on the DVDs that the whole point of the accent was to show the disparities between Jerry and Ramon and how this was just one of the many things that they didn't have in common. You know, it was never their intention to make fun of the Latino community. So was that your take as well? And did anyone feel the need to explain that at all to you? No, but they they did explain it to me anyway. uh, The one thing that that well, this is I was so naive. I didn't really I didn't understand that they could just completely rewrite a thing and hand you new pages, you know, uh, completely new pages. So I was great in that first audition. But then when I got a new scene, I just took me a little time to warm into it. And I think they got this sense that maybe I thought that we, they, you know, it was, it was a little broader than it needed to be when I was doing sort of a cold read of these new pages. And so Jerry Seinfeld, he pulled me aside. He's like, Carlos, can I talk to you for a minute? And I'm like, yes, of course, Jerry Seinfeld, whatever you want. And he said, look, we're not exactly what David Mandel said on the, he said, we're not trying to make fun of anybody. We just thought uh, it was just an interesting character. And it would, you know, there would, you could really, there would be sort of, it was exactly that to show the disparity between these, this pool guy and Jerry and his friends. Uh, and he just sort of explained that to me as if potentially through my performance, I was given the impression that I didn't get that. And maybe I thought we were poking fun at somebody. And I was just, you know, I didn't have the guts at the time. I told him I understood. And what I really meant to say was I'm just not that good. And I'm very nervous. And it's taking me a little more time to kind of warm into this than, uh, than you needed, needed it to be. But uh, yeah, so I, but anyway, yeah, I understood the the point. Um, uh, I thought it was, uh, and they were very, very good about, you know, you know, guiding me, saying a little less here, not too much here. You know, they just wanted to ride that line and make sure I didn't, you know, wasn't my own worst enemy. Yeah, because I noticed that your accent kind of comes and goes throughout the episode. So was that something that they decided to change as production went on, or did they only want you to use it at certain times? Yeah, I think at some at some points it just came out a little more, and there were there was a point where Larry David kind of pulled me aside, particularly I think we were outside of the movie theater when I bump into them, and he's like, "Don't give me, don't you know?" He's like, "Give me a little less here, just a little less." And so we were trying, I guess, trying to calibrate it on the fly, um, and so that's why it seems maybe a little inconsistent. And since they recasted the role, did any part of the process feel rushed at all? Like when you first got there, what happened? Was there a table read or? No, there was no table read. I just went right to right to the stage and started rehearsing uh, with them. And uh, but it didn't it never felt rushed. And if they felt like if it, if they were under the gun, I would never have known. It didn't feel that way at all. Uh, and it was season seven. I mean, it was such a well-oiled machine, and it probably had been for the past four, three, four seasons that uh, everybody was just kind of rolling with it. Although I did get the sense at one point they were that you know potentially they were going to make another change and maybe bring somebody else in. But that could have just been my own paranoia, you know, my first first job and like kind of wanting to hit it out of the park or at least get it, you know, get a make contact with the ball somehow. 
oh, was there any reason why you felt that way? It was just you no. Know, I just you know I because I got the sense like I was saying once they gave me the new once there was a new scene I felt I was slightly less confident with it at the, at the first uh, the first run through of that than I was with the initial audition that they sort of uh, that they liked initially. And so I think I was just kind of, you know, I, I had a, I kind of betrayed myself a bit and that I felt like uh, I was a little underconfident. I think I was com- communicating that even though I was trying to fake it, you know, definitely doing my best to fake it till I made it. But, uh, and I think maybe they saw that. And so there, so potentially that, you know, particularly after having had one actor fall out, I think they just wanted to try to avoid having a problem with a second actor, especially as we're getting so close to uh, shooting. Um, but eventually I shored it up and things seemed to, uh, to work out. And you mentioned the scenes a little bit at the movie theater, um, with Jerry and Michael, you know, those are the first scenes that you have. So what do you remember about filming those scenes with them? Uh, well, God, it is kind of a blur, all of that. I mean, you know, for one thing, I was such a fan of the show. Uh, it was just sort of surreal to be, you know, outside of that movie marquee or even just in the apartment or uh, so. Uh, but it felt, you know, they were all so accommodating and they were so just so gracious and just friendly off off camera that uh, that part of it wasn't so hard. It was easy to work with them. It was a little harder trying to butter a bagel next to them at craft service and, you know, act like colleagues, just having regular conversation. But as far as just working with them, um, any of them, uh, that was that was great. That was easy. And I know you only had some brief scenes with Michael, but did you get to interact with him at all or watch him rehearse any of his stuff? I got to watch him rehearse. I never, I didn't really enter. He was the one cast member I really didn't interact with. Although at one point uh, before the shoot, he was at a distance. I think we were backstage and I heard him say, Hey, I looked over and he didn't even look at me, but he just sort of pointed at me and said, you're going to be okay, kid. <laughs> it's just like, thank you. That's great. I, I hope that's true. I hope you know something I don't. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, so he was the only guy I didn't never really got. Not that I spent got to really chit chat with any of them, but uh, in, in but I but uh, in passing, you know, talking to Julie or, or Jason, they were all it was all very uh, just very friendly, very friendly atmosphere. And you mentioned that you watched Michael rehearse. Do you remember what he was doing? He would, you know, I just saw him kind of getting in the headspace that he needed to be. He was sort of off to the side and preparing, and he was kind of. Uh, I, I uh, slipped over to where the hallway was, you know, so where the where the two were, you know, Kramer and Jerry's doors are and just sort of watching him do the dry run, like reaching for the doorknob and, you know, getting ready to like just like taking a few, uh, you know, a few swings in the batter's box before he had to run in and, you know, burst through the door. And I was just sort of fascinating to watch him, you know, just want to put his best foot forward. It was great. It was really interesting. You also had a brief scene with Julia when you show up at Jerry's apartment and then she just leaves and hangs him out to dry and just yeah. stuck there. So what was it like filming that scene with her? She, that was, it was such a brief thing. I remember the very first time we rehearsed that she, uh, she just laughed and she said, that's so funny. And it was a great, it, it felt genuine to me, but that, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it was just, it was just, it was so, the whole thing was such a blur and I was there for maybe half the time and a guest star would normally be there that uh, it was just, just so, it was just so odd to be in. I mean, I devoted so many hours up to that point, just watching the show, just being in the apartment with, with them was uh, it was surreal. It really was. And I, I mean, I, people throw that word around surreal with the, with the acting experiences, but it really was uh, kind of an amazing moment. 
And one of the best scenes in this episode is when you're riding the subway with Jerry and right. he decides you two should separate. And he tells you, look, Ramon, you're a nice guy, but I actually only have three friends I really can't handle anymore. <laughs> so do you remember if that was the only line they, they used in the script or did they try a few different takes? I think that was the only line. I don't I don't remember them changing anything. Everything kind of was was written in stone. And uh, maybe and I don't recall if there were little tweaks here or there, but it was uh, so well stated. I mean, he just kind of uh, he just kind of dumps Ramon so beautifully and so matter of factly. Uh, <laughs> I was a lot of fun. I remember that and the pool really being the most the most fun I had uh, on that episode. Not that it all wasn't wasn't fun to do, but that was just a great moment. Although I remember when I was. When I was supposed to be screaming at him, when the when the train, uh, when he's you know he's gone off and I'm looking at him through the uh, train door screaming, uh, at first he, I didn't there were no lines written so I just he, they just said just sort of scream at him I'm gonna get you Seinfeld and all of this so I did, and then it got back to me he's like could you just not say anything like just sort of mimic mime like you're speaking because I think it's upsetting <laughs> to Jerry you screaming <laughs> I'm gonna get you Seinfeld it just seemed kind of weird uh, I was like sure. <laughs> So I think the version that's in there is just me kind of uh, pretending to scream at him. <laughs> and where did they film that scene on the subway? That's just filmed on a set on a diff- separate uh, stage there at uh, at the Radford's uh, lot. And they've just got this mock-up of the train and uh, background. They, you know, that's just, I guess, devoted to uh, that show. They, they did so much uh, tra- subway work. Right. <laughs> And you kind of mentioned the scene a little bit already, but there's that great scene where Jerry pulls you into the pool and then Newman jumps in and knocks you out. So can you take us through what the process was like filming that scene with Jerry and Wayne? Yeah, well, I mean, all I remember of it was them saying, listen, we're not going to get a lot of takes at this. So try to nail it because you have to, you know, once I fall in the pool, then I got to get up and get dry and everything like that. And um, so we did it. We did it twice. And um it was just so funny to me, just the idea of it, that the guy would be, you know, trying to poke him with the pool cleaner. And uh, he was just <laughs> hilarious. Like, you know, I see what you're doing, Ramon. I can't remember the, specifically what the line is. But uh, just the whole scenario was sort of, it was so mundane, but it was so brilliant. It was everything that I love about this show. Um, and just slightly over the top. But the guy, the guy was so powerless to really kind of express his, his disappointment of being dumped that all he could really do was poke him with a pool cleaner. It was just it was great. So we did it a couple of times. First time was fine. The next time was the one that's in the episode. And actually, I was pretty proud of the way I fell in the pool. <laughs> thought that worked out. It looked pretty natural. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and then I saw, I, you know, I, I'd seen, uh, I saw, I bumped into Wayne Knight at an audition like years later when there were, we'd, uh, I, I'd see lots of people at auditions that you wouldn't expect, like, why are these two going out for the same part? But there were a lot of parts where it's like, is the guy 25? Is he 45? You know, who knows? So they cast a wide net. And he was there and I was like, oh, it's Wayne Knight. I'm sure he wouldn't remember me, but he did. He was great. He was like, hey, how are you? He was just like, I forget. I should never be surprised when people are just uh, human and, and nice, but uh, I still am sometimes. <laughs> well, it's funny because that scene where you think about it, when you're knocked out and Jerry and Newman are just sitting next to you, not doing yeah. anything, it's kind of one of the darkest moments in the series. <laughs> and yet they find a way to make it funny and you still love the characters. But yeah. Were there any talks on the set about how that scene should be handled? No, I mean, not that I was privy. I was just supposed to kind of lay there prone and they were having that discussion over me. But uh, so I don't know, maybe they, you know, because it is it is dark, but it was just so matter of fact where they were kind of it seemed kind of reasonable when you watch them. It's like, yeah, I guess I would kind of have a second thought. And, um, 
because uh, they pull it off. It's, I guess you're right. It's kind of a you got to kind of thread that needle. It's a, I guess it's a small target to kind of hit to get that right and not make them seem like complete psychopaths. But uh, it just works somehow. It was great. It was great. I do remember just laying there and having the two of them leaning over me and having that conversation. I'm like, this is my favorite type of acting. Just laying here and watching, listening to the masters go at it. <laughs> And by the way, that scene prior to the pool scene, when you get your job back and you take all of Jerry's towels, I just I love your demeanor in that scene. And you're like, I'm the pool guy again. Yeah, <laughs> the power. I knew I'd find it. The tables turn. You know, <laughs> I, I completely forgot about that until you brought that up. I haven't I haven't watched that episode in, in ages. The, the one thing I will say about that episode is it has one of my favorite uh, Seinfeld storylines is Kramer with the movie phone, changing his name to movie phone is just so great. I'm like, why don't you tell me the name of the movie you'd like? <laughs> so funny. It's a perfect Kramer storyline. It really is. Really, it's just, uh, just amazing. <laughs> AI couldn't come up with it. Give it no, years. Definitely not. And we kind of mentioned him a little bit already, but what was your impression of Larry David during your time there? He was, uh, you know, he was incredibly personable. He was in, totally in charge of everything. You know, he down to he was, you know having he had notes on my wardrobe i mean it's it's amazing uh it's like the first time i'd really been around a, a showrunner uh and i guess he and jerry were were i guess they co-ran that show i don't know who was officially the showrunner but it was kind of amazing it was amazing and then i i got brought back to do the uh to do the finale because you know it felt like ramon was a good example of a character who'd been wronged by uh jerry i got cut i was i was cut out of the episode but you, you can see me in the back in the courtroom but i remember i had just done an episode of uh the larry sanders show and as we're all kind of mingling backstage, Larry David came up. He's like, hey, you were in Sanders last night. I was like, oh, yeah, I was. And he's like, hey, good job. And it was just like it really made my week. <laughs> One that he that he like, you know, that he bothered to say anything. But it just uh, it was a great way to kick off that uh, finale week. Oh, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Surprising. And going back to the pool guy, I know you said that he made the suggestion about your accent. Were there any suggestion, any other suggestions he made to you or any of the other actors that while you were there? No, not really. Uh, the the one thing there were the couple of guys who worked at the pool with me. There was a guy and one of them, his name, I remember is Alex Mappa, who is a stand up and he's a performer. He's a really talented guy. And uh, those guys were he, great, too. <laughs> they were great. And at some point they they said to me as we were sitting, kind of sitting around during a break, they were like, we like what you're doing, you know, like we approve. It's like, and that was the first, and this was sort, sort of on the heels of having had that conversation with Jerry about, you know, where he kind of reiterated the fact that they weren't trying to make fun of this character. And um, it just really heightened that, that notion that God, that this is kind of a fine line I'm riding here. And, you know, either of these two guys could be, or maybe should be playing Ramon and, you know, it just happens to be, I'm doing it, but it was a, uh, it was interesting it, that, you know, at least they gave me, because I did, it did occur to me that I wonder. I mean, I am Hispanic, and you know, my father's from Mexico. My my family uh, are from all over the Americas. But uh, you know, I don't really necessarily present in a in a way that would that would be obvious to people. And so I just didn't want you know I didn't want to send the wrong message uh, message uh, at all with, a, with by giving some sort of hack performance. And you didn't. You did the the performance was done really well. It was, yeah. Thank you. Uh, what about Andy Ackerman? What was he like as a director? He's so Andy Ackerman is just like the, he's so even keel. Uh, he was so friendly. And I think he kind of knew 
he recognized or appreciated the fact that I kind of came in there at the last or the 11th hour, maybe the 10th hour, whatever it was. And, uh, just did, just made it as easy as possible for me. He's, you know, I, I can't try to remember if I'd work with him again, but I certainly auditioned for him plenty of times after that. And, uh, he was always just so gracious to me. Uh, and, uh, he just knew that show. I mean, that show was uh, in the seventh season, I guess it, maybe it was as big as it was, as it ever was. It was such a juggernaut. Um, so it was nice that, you know, at someone in, the, in that in his position didn't feel like he had to kind of be uh, stressed about everything. You know, it was just was very cool, very calm. And the whole thing, you know, those things can stink from the top down. So uh, the fact that he and Jerry and Larry were just so, so kind of great to be, to work with, um, I think is uh, probably had every, as much, everything to do with that show lasting as long as it did. And also this was the first episode that Dave Mandel wrote for Seinfeld so yeah. do you remember how involved he was on the set? I, you know, I don't really, I don't remember him from that episode, but I remember when I came back for the, for the Seinfeld, the series uh, finale, I was just sort of sitting up in the, ble- in the bleachers, just in the audience. Cause there was just, everybody was so famous down below and all kind of chit chatting. I was like, I just better stay scarce and just, you know, show up when I'm needed. So I was sitting back there just pretending to read. And uh, he came up to me, just like walked up Dave Mandel. And he was like, Hey, you know, you were in my very first episode, the pool guy. And he was so friendly and uh, again, this is like the refrain of how, how nice everybody was. But, you know, and then he went on, he ran Veep. I mean, he's like a genius in a, uh, a hilarious, like a comedy writer. Um, but I don't remember him from that episode, but that was really my one experience with him was uh, was just that brief moment in the bleachers when he came up and he was just so gracious and uh, just, you know, a great ambassador for the show. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. He seems like he's a really friendly and personable guy. Yeah. I've seen him in interviews and stuff. Um, Did you or any of the other actors improvise anything in your scenes? No, I mean, the only, no, I certainly didn't. I was just kind of doing by the numbers and whatever I was, was told to do. Uh, I don't remember them improvising because everything was so, you know, everything was, I guess, so well-crafted and they just had a way of making it feel as if they were just kind of, you know, coming up with it on the fly, but it all felt, it was all pretty much uh, in, this, uh, in the script. Um, the the only thing that I think was improvised was just whatever I was screaming through the, uh, through this or miming, pretending to scream through the subway door, Jerry. Right. <laughs> and even though you didn't have any scenes with him, this was one of Jason Alexander's best episodes. So what did you observe from watching him work? Oh, you know, he, um, well, that, uh, that I should say, I, I love the, the Kramer thing, but I also love his whole thing about the worlds colliding. I think that was what this episode, yep. the, the, the relationship. Uh, and uh, he's just so, you know, he's so fully for, I mean, it's just like he's giving that full performance all the time through rehearsal, through all of it. He's such a, so it really, whatever kind of, if I had any sort of sense about like looking down my nose at, sitcom actors or sitcoms it was really put to bed by what a pro what pros they all were and how uh just how they how how they went about their business and how they went about their business with the with the crew and everybody everybody else around you know it really did feel like a very happy family over there but jason alexander i mean he's got he's a titan he's just incredible it's just like just uh, you just can't take your eyes off him he's so (laughs) he's got such uh I don't know what it is. He's just, he's like, so you get this, you get this tractor beam like ability to draw you in. You just got to watch him. He's so, it, it just, it, it, the, it, you know, it just inhabits his whole body, that character. 
And we mentioned Wayne Knight. Um, Heidi Swedberg was also in this episode, of course, who played Susan. Uh, did you get to talk to her at all or watch her um, rehearse her stuff I, with Jason? I only saw, I saw her. No, I didn't really get to, to interact with her at all, but I did get to see her briefly at the uh, at the party. I was in because because I got to because I was in the finale. I got to go to the series finale party. And I went up to her and just introduced myself. And I, and I introduced myself as like, I'm, you probably won't remember, but I was in this. She's like, of course I remember. At least that's, that's what she said, whether she remembered or not. But, the, and she performed, you know, she's a musician. I, she comes by and she does like, I don't know, it's children's music or something, but she performs nearby where I live here every now and then. Interesting. So was there a particular scene or performer you enjoyed watching the most? Oh yeah. All of the, I got to watch all of that movie phone stuff uh and watch all of george's see, see george kind of appealing to them that you cannot these universes collide all of those scenes were just unbelievable they were as funny as every single time as they were the first time i saw them it was just great <laughs> see it live like a little bit of live theater it was just hilarious oh it's amazing as much as i'm i mean i guess i was there as a professional and whatever but i'm just such a fan uh, that, uh, I, you know, I, I can't not be a fan. I can't, it's, it just was impossible for me to feel like, you know, here I am with my colleagues and we're crafting this thing. I felt like a sweepstakes winner and I'm getting to watch these, you know, people do this, uh, do this, like a, I'm like one of 20 people who gets to watch this happening during rehearsal. It was amazing. Yeah. It's really cool. And getting back to your scenes, uh, do you have a favorite scene you were in or a favorite line that you said? Uh, I, you know, my favorite moment was the pool thing because it was very, it was totally physical. And, uh, it was, you know, that is really my favorite thing is just sort of it's physical comedy. And to be able to do that, that was just the, the freest I think I felt. But I did love the, uh, I love the stuff on the pool. I just, I mean, on the train, I can't remember the first line of something like we, I was, I was trying to win him over with some pool anecdote about something about the drain. Like that would be interesting <laughs> right. to anybody, even another pool guy. <laughs> Uh, but I just thought that was funny, but I loved when he got up, he's like, well, all right, I got to go and he gets up and I'm, you know, I, there was a moment that I, I kind of enjoyed playing where it's like Ramon just assumes, oh, I guess I'll go with you. Here we go. Me and my pal Jerry, before he turns around, is like, I'm, you know, lets me know that it's over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so great. Uh, what did you enjoy the most about playing that character? I just love the, the turns. I love the guy. He's so he, the, what I liked about Ramon is that he's just sort of a, he's just a uh, let me figure out a better way, to, a good way to sit, put this. He's just uh, he has really no he can't read them, read the room ever. You know, he just and I guess that's the whole point of him. But uh, I, I just love that he's he he just assumes there's this friendship. And when the friendship is over, he assumes he's got some sort of power <laughs> over Jerry, which I guess in a way he does. I mean, he gets some kind of banished from his little fight fiefdom there. But it's, you know, it's a, it's those small victories that uh, were really just sort of fun to play. Yeah, and I love how he's kind of like unpredictable, too. Like one minute he's joyful and happy and, you know, very upbeat. And then the next minute, you know, the switch changes and he's just like, you know. Yeah, he's a little unhinged, right? I mean, and, I, and it was very relatable in that respect. I only really, I think, thought about this afterwards. But I have, you know, come across people like on a vacation or even in a workplace situation where, Someone assumes that, you know, you've got a, you're slightly closer than you are. And uh, they kind of reveal themselves in really disturbing ways. And it, even if it's not, you know, 
dangerous. It's just uncomfortable. And uh, that kind of uh, there was a real cringe element to uh, the time spent with Ramon. <laughs> Were you happy with how all your scenes turned out? Well, I think I, I all I see is uh, that I was uncomfortable or that I was nervous. I think I, I see all of that. I was not seasoned enough to it was a, just a big show. Um, and it was huge in my mind and I've been such a fan. It just came out of the blue and it, all of it was such a whirlwind coming in. And so that's all I see. And I read that into it. Uh, every time my mom would see it, she would say, you know, you get a little better every time I watch it, you know, like it's live theater or something. But I really, I, I look back very fondly on the experience and I do like, uh, you know, I, I could feel like I was really warming into it as we were doing the, um, the train stuff and the pool stuff. And I do really think all of that plays pretty well. Yeah, it's a very memorable performance and pretty cool that the episode is called The Pool Guy. I mean, <laughs> I know that that is true. That's that's surprising because it feels like the sea story at the very least of, of, of everything. But it is Jerry's story. So right. I guess you got to got to go with that. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's the one thing that of everything that I've done that people uh, to this day recognize me uh, from. That's amazing. I can be almost anywhere and someone will be like Ramon, the pool guy. In fact, I did an episode of. Uh, CSI Miami and the first scene up was an interrogation I'm being interrogated by David Caruso and so we're just sort of sitting there on the set waiting for him to show up and then I hear this guy go Ramon and I look over I'm like oh no my name's Carlos but that's fine people know he's like no 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 Ramon from Seinfeld I was like oh right that's right I was like the last thing I expected David Caruso to uh but then we ended up spending you know as we're sitting there we spent that whole morning just talking about Seinfeld when we weren't you know when he wasn't interrogating me in the in the scene so it's just like it's just amazing the the net how wide the net was that show cast and so I'm in so many Instagram photos of uh, people like here I am with Ramon. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And you kind of touched on this a little bit already, but a few years later they brought you back for the finale. So can you kind of take us through what it was like being a part of that episode? Yeah, that was wild. When I first got the news that I was going to be in the finale, it kind of it felt in a way uh, like a vindication because I, I think I carried with me some feelings like maybe I kind of hadn't done a, a, a good job for them. And, uh, and the, so they, the bringing me back was, I was so surprised and it was just, just exciting to be there, but it was a lot. It was like, you know, there's Keith Hernandez and there's, you know, there's Poppy and it's like everybody. I just like wrote, I mean, you've, I mean, you've seen the, the episode. It's just like so many faces. And so it was an experience. And so I tried, it's kind of hard to slip into some of those conversations that were, but it was amazing. Like they would have us in a line waiting for makeup and, you know, casual, just list, listening in as Keith Hernandez is, you know, chatting with uh, Wayne Nider. It was just, it was just sort of an, it was just amazing. It was quick. And, I, and, you know, I remember Rob Reiner was in the audience. I think Al Franken was in the audience. And so they had us each come in and we had to do our, uh, to, you know, do our moment in the, in the uh, witness uh, uh, box in the courtroom scene. And I remember I, my thing got no response, like nothing. And I was just like, well, all right, <laughs> that was, that was rough, but it was, you know, it wasn't the first time I, I've kind of gone out there to nothing, but, uh, but it was still a really memorable, a memorable experience, but uh, it was just so wild to be there. And then we got to have a party there on the set. So it was nice to bring my wife there and we got some good photos in the Seinfeld apartment. And uh, it's amazing. Oh, that's really cool. Do you have any other stories about the, that party? I'm curious. 
Well, I was there for their speeches, their sort of farewell speeches to the troops was 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 an amazing thing. Uh, just very teary and heartfelt and hilarious. Uh, uh, a lot of the specifics of it, I can't, you know, I don't remember a lot of it, but it was just about, you know, all the, you know, this time served together and what an experience and all that kind of stuff you'd expect. But the fact that it was them saying it uh, at the end of this historic run, it's just like, you know, I wasn't there for the final MASH episode or Cheers episode, but this has got to be in the top five of greatest all send-offs. Um, so to have just been in the room for that uh, or to be allowed to be in the room for that was just a uh, pretty remarkable. Yeah. Who, um, who gave speeches? Was it each, each cast member? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody said, uh, said something. And then I'm trying to remember if, uh, Larry David said something and, uh, I, but I don't, I don't recall, but it was really a nice party that, uh, uh, and then there was another party at the museum of flying in Santa Monica, which was a, a much bigger thing. Oh, I think that was actually at the end of the seasons, but this party was on, on the set. So that was just great. Yeah. I think they would play like the blooper reel right at those parties too. That's right. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, it was just like an embarrassment of riches of, uh, of like they, everybody, you know, anything that you wanted to have happen happened at that party. And then you're just mingling with, you know, not just the cast and, 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 you know, guest stars who, uh, but then, you know, invited dignitaries and whatever else. It just was, uh, you know, I just kept waiting to be asked to leave. <laughs> uh, going back to your scene in the finale real quick, do you remember anything about it or what you said or what, you know, what was, uh, no, well, I, I don't remember the line specifically, but it was just sort of a reiteration of what happened. And he could, uh, uh, I can't remember the, the, the actor who plays the lawyer, but he's basically like, you know, tell me, so is it true that Mr. Seinfeld, you know, they wouldn't, uh, it was just basically like that scene. It was talking about that scene that he pulled me into the pool and they refused to resuscitate me. And I basically agree. Yes, that's exactly what happened. And then they showed the clip <laughs> and that was it. And then I got up and they moved the next, uh, next actor. They all had us kind of waiting in a queue behind the, the uh, you know, they were going through us one by one by one to right. uh, testify against uh, Seinfeld and his friends. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad they couldn't use your scene. But I, I, I'm thinking the only reason they didn't is because Newman was involved in it, too. It wasn't just Jerry. So. Yeah, right. That, make, that makes sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had uh, you do see me, though, at the end when they uh, in the courtroom, I'm standing right behind uh I think I'm between Jane Leaves and uh, Rennie Santoni, who played Poppy. Uh, you know, when they there's a guilty verdict and we all cheer, and that's uh, you can see me there. <laughs> <laughs> those, are t- those are two great people to be between. I know. <laughs> it's, a, it's too much. It's great. <laughs> and going back to your first episode real quick, did you have any lines or scenes that got cut? No. No, it was all it was all in there. You know, I, I can't explain why that is. Maybe it's just because uh, they were so they they were so good at getting uh, delivering an episode that it was just like there was no there was no, you know, fat. They just knew they had it. the script basically just made it to uh, made it to the screen. Yeah, so it's all, all in there. Do you have any props or keepsakes from your time on Seinfeld? No, the only thing I have is the script. That's, and in fact, it's like the one thing that I the, the one script of what uh, however many I've had that I kept. I went through kind of a purge of stuff like, do I really need this from the Gina Davis show? Maybe not. But then I was like, this, the pool guy, you're just going to hold on to that. Oh, yeah. Have to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they didn't give out anything at the rap party? Oh, yeah. You know what? I did. I had for the longest time. Um, 
Yeah, I've got playing cards from from they they did sort of a casino night or I think it was the se- season seven party. And they got there was a T-shirt that I also got that was a Nike thing that had Seinfeld uh, on it um, that I'm not sure that I still have for for whatever reason. But I don't think God, I'd have to go through the nostalgia file. I'm not sure what I what else I've got. The script is the one thing that really stands out. That's awesome. Do you have a favorite memory from your time on the show? Yeah, my yes, for sure it was uh the the moment where Michael Richards kind of pointed at me from a distance and said you're going to be okay, kid. That <laughs> was just such a it was kind of weird, but it was also great. Uh and it's really what I needed to hear in that moment. And uh and then that other moment and there was I know this is also the finale, but when Larry David, you know, brought up the, the, the that he'd seen me in the Larry Sanders episode and he, and he liked it. Uh, that was uh that was great because it just felt that was the one moment where I felt like, you know, for whatever for briefly I could feel like we're both in here, we're people both in the business and we're talking about the work we did. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah, those would be my favorite. And otherwise it'd just be hard to parse, hard to figure out what another it was all just uh, kind of unbelievable. And speaking of Larry David, several years later you got to work with him again on Curb Your Enthusiasm. I know yeah. it was a, I know it was a small role, but what was your experience like working with him on that show? That you know he was he he recognized me from from Pool Guy. He was very nice, like hey look it was, And I knew I'd known Jeff Garland a bit in Chicago, so we uh, we were uh, talking for a bit, and so we did that that scene we did, and. I guess I'd watch enough Curb that I just figured, you know, we would just kind of go, we'd get into some sort of argument. And then uh, I think it was Robert Wide or Weed is the director. Can't yeah. remember call. Uh, I think he had this note, like, why is the podiatrist arguing with Larry? Can <laughs> you just like, and so they just said, just say these couple of lines. So they basically told me what to say and I did it. And, and that was it. And then they brought me in later to audition again for the show. Uh, and, uh, I think it had gone really well. I remember doing, you know, they, when you audition for Curb, they basically give you, it's almost like an improv game. They give you a scenario and you're going to go, uh, you know, and you just kind of go in and improvise with uh, whoever it is. In that case, it happened to be uh, Larry. And he, um, they didn't remember that I'd been in the episode as a podiatrist before until after the fact, after I'd uh, auditioned. So I thought I was going to maybe, you know, get a, get a double cast, you know, pull a slime one on it, but it didn't work out. Oh, do you remember the role you auditioned for? It was a waiter in the second one. And I don't remember which episode it ended up being or who ended up playing it. But uh, there was some issue in with the kitchen. That's all I really remember. And uh, so I was trying to make it seem as though it was business as usual. And uh, Larry was giving him a lot of uh, grief about it. That's really all I remember. Oh, yeah. There was a disturbance in the kitchen. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so you're saying for your first episode, you were supposed to get into an argument with Larry and no, the director put a stop to it? Yeah, I think I we ended up the audition was slightly like that, more so. Uh, so I was just figuring I would just do what I did then, but just slightly more so. And uh, they were like, no, no, we don't need any of that. <laughs> this is just a guy at the podiatrist and you'll just play like a podiatrist, like a normal person. So I tried to do that. And before we move on to our final segment, is there anything we didn't ask you about either Seinfeld or Curb that you'd like to share with us? No, I feel like you asked me a lot of questions. I can't think of something something else. 
Sorry. You want to you need, should I come up with something else? And no, no, you had some, you had some great answers. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So before we let you go, we're just going to move on to our final segment. It's called this, that, and the other. So basically we just ask you a question. And the first thing that comes to mind, you let us know. Okay. So first question, what is your favorite film? Uh, Heartbreak Kid. The oh. original. Nice. Favorite band or musician? I'm going to say Led Zeppelin, and I'm right. going to say uh, Oscar Peterson. All right. What role or performance are you proudest of? First movie I ever did, I played a character named Otis in the movie Kicking and Screaming. Yeah, that's a great one. I felt like I was as funny as I wanted to be, and I thought – there's a scene I do with Eric Stoltz where we're supposed to be in a book club, which is still my favorite memory of uh, shooting anything. The role you didn't get that you really wanted. The role of the, uh, it was the lead alien in, oh my God, I'm forgetting the name of the movie now. Okay. The movie with, it was Sigourney Weaver uh, and, uh, and Tim Allen Oh, Galaxy uh, Quest. Galaxy Quest, yeah. Yeah. I thought I was close, and I thought I'd kind of done a great job, and it seemed like it would work out. You know, the director later cast me in uh, Fun with Dick and Jane, which was nice, but I really wanted to be in Galaxy Quest. I thought it was such a great script. The actor you worked with who was the most different from the character he or she played? In per- uh, John Malkovich in Being John Malkovich. He was not the same guy when we were at craft service at all than he was in anything I've ever seen him do on stage and film. He was like, I was surprised. Totally different guy. Oh, what was just like less serious or yeah, just less serious and kind of goofy and just kind of, I mean, maybe, maybe I caught him at a lighthearted moment. (laughs) Maybe he is really intense otherwise all the time. But uh, (laughs) in that moment, uh, not at all. (laughs) He had his guard down. Favorite story working on the set of a film or TV show. I was doing a movie, well, this is kind of a non-story, and thank God it is, but I was doing a movie called Bats, about giant mutating bats that are attacking a town, and it starred Lou Diamond Phillips, and I left, we were shooting in Utah, and I left for a while, uh, for maybe a weekend, and I came back, and we were, uh, our trailers were in some farm, way way out somewhere in in Utah, on a uh, sheep farm, there were sheep roaming, and Lou came up to me and he was really disappointed. He he left a, a headshot of his in the trailer and it was his headshot. And it said, I missed you so bad. And I thought, <laughs> well, that's okay. <laughs> and what he had done was he said that was in, in lieu of what he really wanted. He talked to the farmer, the guy, whoever was marshalling the forces of these of sheep. And he tried to rent one for him he was going to put in and dress it up in garters and whatever else and leave it in the trailer so i'd come in and and that was what i would find and uh <laughs> the guy the farmer was like no i'm not no that's never going to happen <laughs> so that was, instead i got the headshot of lou and man thank god it didn't work out i just thought that would have been the strangest i'm not even sure what kind of reaction i was meant to have had <laughs> laughter doesn't seem like like it it would have just been really really a strange experience <laughs> I, I could just imagine the smell of a sheep being in a trailer after a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, God forbid it passed away in there. I mean, you know, then I'd that too, yeah. be on the hook. 
<laughs> That's why the car didn't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you kind of touched on this earlier, but favorite Seinfeld fan encounter? Uh, it's got to be the moment on the set of CSI Miami with David Caruso. I mean, it was like the, I was already nervous. I'd heard a lot of stories about him. He was really difficult. That's what I'd heard. He shows up and he calls me Ramon. I think he's got my name wrong, but he's talking about Seinfeld. And he had all that kind of crazy cockeyed Caruso energy that you that you kind of fell in love with with him in those early movies and things. And that was just the weirdest uh, Seinfeld experience moment uh, with a fan. And that fan happened to be David Caruso. I wonder What's if he'd like to come on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, he could. Uh, he could. You could go season by season. He yeah. knows it all. Oh, what's awesome. uh what's the line that you get the most on the street from fans? Uh, you know, because the there's not a particular line, I think, with the a lot of the pool guy stuff is uh is kind of just that weird menace and silence and uh but I do get the thing that I get is like, hey pool guy. I would have to say that's it. It's just sort of pointing at me and saying the character. <laughs> Character's name, <laughs> not even Ramon. Hey pool guy. Hey pool guy. I'm like, yes, hello. <laughs> Uh, I wasn't sure if like people tell you to stay out of the deep end or, you know, they have three friends they really can't handle anymore. <laughs> no, I, have, I haven't gotten that. That would be, that would be interesting, but no, it's <laughs> or, very cool. Or Ramon, I got to go to bed now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what uh, Jerry Seinfeld gets. <laughs> Although I don't um, know. Well, you seem like a Seinfeld fan. So what's your favorite Seinfeld episode? My favorite it's a, it's a kind of well I love the episode uh, the John Cheever episode. Oh uh, yeah. I just love that. And there's that whole all those episodes where they're getting the pilot together with all the crazy Joe Devola stuff up through I think they go to the to the opera all of that that whole section of episodes is my favorite chunk. I could just watch those uh over and over again. Yeah, I'm watching those right now as my part of my rewatch binge and uh, oh. I just watched the opera and uh, oh man, what a creepy episode, but it's so great. <laughs> well, that is the, that's one thing I really do love because there is real menace with a lot of these encounters, which also just feels so relatable to me because I've had those. I think we all have, you know, and then it's it's a thing that a lot of shows that I don't know very many shows do that. And, and it's certainly not in that way. Uh, yeah. And they still find a way to make it funny. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They, they walk that line. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what would you say is the most underrated film or TV show you've been a part of? Ah, that's good. Let's see. Well, I've been pretty lucky. You know, I've, I've been lucky to be in a handful of, I mean, whether, whether if they didn't have big audiences, they had like, uh, you know, some sort of niche appeal to a certain, to like some big group of, uh, of nerds. But, uh, uh, you know, there was a that TV show that I did a season of a TV show called She Spies, uh, which I think maybe like 11 people saw. And then they replaced me with some other guy for the second season and then they got canceled. But that first season, it was just like a, it's a Charlie's Angels ripoff where, you know, I basically played the Bosley. And instead of getting three girls from the police academy, I get these three, uh, three people from prisons. And it's but I, I, otherwise it's the identical. It's just a really goofy, uh, you know, crime procedural comedy. And so I guess I would have to say that. But don't seek it out because um, maybe you'll it's not I'm not that good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and final thing, favorite moment of your career. 
The favorite moment of my career. Wow. Well, you know, because I've been I've been writing now for the past handful of years and staffing on shows. And so one of my favorite moments, I guess, is the first episode. I was wrote for a TV show called Psych for the last three seasons. And it was just being on set for my first very first episode. I think that, that would have to be as a writer, as far as as far as as being an actor. Um, I guess it, I'd have to go back to Larry David's favorite performance of mine, which was my Larry Sanders episode. Well, real quick, do you have any stories about that show? Because I, I mean, that's one of my favorites also. Well, I was there for the last season and um, and I didn't work. I only worked with uh, it was Phil, the head writer, was his scene. And I just played it. I played a network exec. And uh, the one thing that I remember is that they the DP was shooting it and he was on rollerblades. And that's how they just that's how they got all those shots, all of those great tracking shots through as they're going down hallways and through the studio and all of that. They would just pull him backwards on that. And he could just sort of, he was very good, uh, very light in his feet. Good skater. That's, that's how, <laughs> that's what I could tell you about that. It was also Dave Chappelle was in that episode uh, before, before the Chappelle show, but he was already kind of a well-known comic. And so that was just, that was a, a lot of fun. Oh, wow. And the, again, that's another show I watch religiously. So to be in that conference room that I've seen so many scenes take place, it was just kind of amazing. Well, Carlos, this was such an honor to talk to you. I mean, you are a Seinfeld legend. Everyone knows Ramon, the pool guy, and we're so honored that we got to talk to you. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you. It was a pleasure to do it. I love the show. I still love the show. I still watch it whenever it's on. I, you, how can you not sit and watch like five minutes, ten minutes, or the whole episode, or just th- sit through however many episodes they've got going? Just that's let it. you play. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you got to do it well that's so great and the pleasure is all ours thank you so much for all your stories and this was great And you did such a great job with the scenes that you had and uh the character and it's just so memorable and we thanks for all the laughs that's awesome thanks so much guys i really appreciate it thank you all right carlos take care have a great bye. night you too bye bye thank you for listening to this week's episode if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email us at theplacetobeseinfeld at gmail.com. You can also find our show on Facebook at The Place to Be, a Seinfeld podcast, Twitter at TPTB Seinfeld, and Instagram at theplacetobe.podcast. You can find our show on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like, please rate and review. It really helps us out. Until next time, be sure to hang up your pants for the perfect crease. I see you there, Ramon. I see you. Hey, when I'm done, I know what you're up to, Ramon. Because I'm a member here. This is my place to swim. You better cut it out, Ramon. Just stop it. He's going to need mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Mouth-to-mouth? Yeah. Huh. Well? Go ahead. You knocked him out. Yeah, but you pulled him in. Do it. Nah. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>
He might die. Yeah, maybe.